Hello everybody, welcome back to 9 to 9. We are in chapter 18 of Shemot, Exodus. This is a long chapter. And we're also pa starting Parashat Itro. Itro was the um, he was the father-in-law of Moshe Rabbeinu, the father of Tzipora and six other daughters he had. Um, he was the chief of, chief of Midian. Um, he's also known for advise, he advised Moshe on the reorganization of the judicial system um, and telling him, hey, you can't, you know, you're the chief dude. You can't have little guys ask you about little things or people ask you about little things. Like, you have to delegate your work. Okay? There's some things only you can do, but there's some things where people, other people could do for you. Which is huge, and we still use this system today. So without further ado, let's jump into this chapter 18. Yalla. And I'm having allergies spring here so um, constantly find myself uh, with a runny nose so please excuse that <laughs> okay Itro the priest of Midian father-in-law of Moshe heard about the splitting of the sea of reeds and the war in, with Amalek all that and all that God had done for Moshe for the for his for Israel his people, providing them with mana, <coughs> yeah, part of the, excuse me, providing them with mana and water in the desert, and most importantly, that God had taken Israel out of Egypt. Yitro, Moshe's father-in-law, took him with Zipporah, Moshe's wife, who had been sent away back home by Moshe to save her from the and from entering Egypt and her two sons, one of them was named Gershon because he, Moshe, had said, I was a stranger, Ger, in a foreign land. And one was named Eliezer because the God of my father came to my aid. Elohe Avi Be Ezri. And rescued me from Pharaoh's sword. Yitro, Moshe's father-in-law, came with Moshe's son and his wife to Moshe to the desert where he was encamped in the mountain of God. He sent a message to Moshe, I, Yitro, your father-in-law, am coming to you, and so is your wife and her two sons with her. Her two sons. Why does it say her two sons? Moshe, together with Aaron, Nadav and Avihu, and a huge welcoming committee, went out to greet his father-in-law, and he, Moshe, bowed down and kissed him. They asked about each other's welfare, and they entered the tent. Moshe told his father-in-law about all the, that God had done to Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake, and about all the hardships that had befallen them on the way 
with the sea and with Amalek, and that God had saved them. Yitro rejoiced. Alternatively, his flesh became prickly with unease. Why? Huh? Hold on. Okay, hold on. I just saw something that talks about your wife and her two sons. Were they not Moshe's sons as well? Why did Yitro refer to them as her two sons? This hints to the fact that Moshe did not come to this world for his own sake. He only came to sweeten the judgment of, of this world so it should not be destroyed. This is from Rabbi Menachem Azariah. This is very interesting because we do we do find that Moshe Rabbeinu is we don't hear about his kids and that how they followed his way and you know they became something <laughs> we don't hear of any of that um, nor do we hear so much about Tzipora. If anything, it's his father-in-law that you know actually got a name of a parasha named after him, which is quite remarkable. Um, I don't understand why it says here in parentheses, uh, alternatively his flesh became prickly with unease about all that good that God has done for Israel in sending them manna, but most of all because he had rescued them from the hand of Egypt since no slave had ever escaped from there before. Yitro said, Bless is God who has rescued you from the hand of Egypt, a mighty nation, and from the hand of Pharaoh, a mighty king, who has rescued the people from the tyranny of Egypt. Even before this, I believed in God, but now I know that God is greater than all the deities that I have worshipped in the past, for, that, for with the same thing that they plotted, i.e. to drown Jewish babies in water, God punished them by drowning the Egyptians in the sea. Yitro, Moshe's father-in-law, sacrificed burnt offering and peace offerings to God. God and all the elders of Israel came to dine with Moshe, Moshe's father-in-law, before God, and Moshe personally served the meal. Wow! This is said in parentheses, but pretty impressive. Hmm. Okay. And now Yitro is going to advise Moshe to appoint judges. On the, the day after the Day of Atonement, when Moshe came down from Mount Sinai with the second set of tablets, ah, see, you see, the, the order of the Torah is not in chronological order. Moshe sat down to judge the people. The people stood before Moshe from the morning until the evening. Moshe's father-in-law saw that he was doing to the people and he said, What is this thing that you are doing to the people? Why do you sit by yourself while all the people stand before you from morning until evening? Moshe said to his father-in-law, Because the people come to me to seek God's teaching. If any of them has a claim, he comes to me, and I judge between a man and his fellow. 
I make known the statutes, status uh, of God and his teachings. Moshe's father-in-law said to him, The thing that you are doing is not good. You will surely wear yourself out along with Aaron, Hur, and this nation that is with you. For the matter is too heavy for you. You cannot do it alone. What does the Mephashim say about this? Moshe was not mistaken in his judgment. He was capable of carrying out this job single-handedly, and the people would not become weary waiting all day to speak with him. Though Moshe's holy presence and gaze upon the Jewish people, he raised them up in the level where they could stand from morning until evening without becoming weary. So when Nitro asked Moshe why he's alone, was acting as judge, Moshe replied, because the people come to me to seek God. Moshe argued that through learning from him, it was if the people were learning directly from God, and that was irreplaceable. Ah, you're irreplaceable. Okay. Um, right. Now listen to me, I will advise you, but let God be in agreement with you on this matter. You should rep represent the people before God, and you will bring their dispute to God. You will caution them about the statutes and the teachings, and you will show them the path to follow and the things that they must do. But, using divine inspiration, you, sh you should seek out from among all the people, financially independent men, who fear God, men of truth, whose words are reliable and who hate monetary gain. Through litigation, you should appoint them over the people with differing levels of responsibility. Leaders of thousands, leaders of hundreds, leaders of fifties, and leaders of tens. They will judge the people on a full-time basis. When any major matter arises, they will bring it to you, but the minor matters they will judge for themselves. This will make it easier for you, for they will bear the burden with you. Now consult God about this suggestion, and if he consent and you do this thing, you will be able to remain firm. Furthermore, Aaron, Nadav, and Avio, and the 70 elders, who are also becoming worn out, will come to their destination nation and peace. Moshe listened to his father-in-law and did all that he said. Moshe chose financially independent men from among all Israel and appointed them as heads over the people, lead, people, leaders of thousands, leaders of hundreds, leaders of fifties, and leaders of ten. They judged the people on a full-time basis. They would bring any difficult case to Moshe and they judged their, the minor cases themselves. Moshe saw that his, saw his father-in-law, and he went away to his land to convert his family. They would bring any difficult case to Moshe. Notice the difference in wording between this verse and Yitro's earlier suggestion. When any major matter arises, they will bring it
to you. It was just the case, important by the amount of money at stake. He determined if it was major matter. Torah law, however, treats all cases equally, regardless of the sum involved. So Moshe commanded the judges to bring any difficult case to him, to judge. To Moshe, the amount of money at stake was not important. His expertise was required to solve difficult and complicated matters of the law. Wow. Very interesting. This is very interesting. Why did the suggestion to appoint judges come from Mitro and not directly from God? Mitro was a reincarnation of Kain, who had killed his brother, Avin, saying, There is no law and no judge. To achieve tikkun, spiritual healing, for this error, the idea of an effective Judaical system came to be told. Interesting. Okay, food for thought. Are you able to accept constructive criticism? Two, what mental barriers must be overcome to delegate responsibility to others? And three, what impact has friendly advice had on your life? Thank you so much for listening. Yashia koach.